Got ourselves a finance-only piece coming your way right now. And I appreciate you guys, man. I appreciate you guys as always. I appreciate your time, your attention, you know, inside of the cube and listening to my financial thoughts. But for those of you guys out there that may not know, if you want more of an advanced discussion that's centered more around options trading, then definitely check me out on Tasty Trade, man. I'm so humbled and honored to be able to host a daily show over there amongst other things. But my main thing, my flagship show from theory to practice every day, one o'clock central standard time for a more advanced discussion. Whereas F cubed is very much, you know, beginner holistic finance talking about, you know, investments and credits or in credit and budgets and all that kind of stuff. But check me out on tasty trade every day, one o'clock. Jim Schultz here for F Cubed. The podcast is back, man. And uh, today, today it's a Friday, and I want to talk a little finance. I'm kind of in a finance mood, and so let's uh, let's lay a little bit of finance out there. And I kind of want to get right to the point and maybe tidy this thing up today in less than ten minutes. And to do so, to begin doing so, I want to speak to a very specific segment of the population. And so I'm really talking to those of you out there that are in your 50s, your 60s, your 70s. I'm not necessarily talking to people out there in their 20s and their 30s or even their 40s. Although my hope is everyone can glean something from today's discussion. But I just want everyone out there to know on the front end that I am speaking directly to those of you out there that may be a little bit later in life. Maybe when it comes to investing or finance you're more into or at least shifting into the capital preservation mode, not as much the capital accumulation mode. And that's a separate podcast all in and of itself. But nevertheless, that's who I'm talking to today. Today, I want to talk a little bit about risk aversion. And I want to talk a little bit about what it means. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, some things to be aware of. And some things to consider. And so I guess this will apply to people in their 20s and their 30s and and their 40s. Because while people in their 50s, 60s, and 70s will be experiencing what I'm going to share. Those of us in our 20s and our 30s, it's probably going to happen. So it's kind of a a good thing to be aware of. And it's basically this. So risk aversion is a fancy term in finance to basically describe people's attitude towards risk and clearly if you are averse to something then you dislike that something so if you are risk averse you know you dislike risk well I don't think you know it's going to be a super hard sell on my part to convince you guys that people have varying levels of risk aversion I think mostly for you know the the lion's share of the investing public most investors are risk averse, which means to some degree they dislike risk. So with their portfolios, with their investments, they would prefer to mitigate or avoid risk rather than take on more risk. Now, you know, with things like Tasty Trade and all the work I'm, you know, super humbled and honored to be able to be a part of, I feel like that's changing in today's landscape. Here in 2018, I think people by and large, are less risk-averse than they were. But still, 
I think that there is, when you look at a very broad swath of the investing public, I think a lot of people are still quite risk averse. Well, one thing that's interesting, before I kind of get to the central point of today's discussion, one thing that's interesting, and this will apply to those of you out there in your 20s and your 30s, is your risk aversion will change over time. So it's a dynamic thing. Not only is it dynamic when you look at it you know, cross-sectionally, like if I take a population of people, I think we can all agree that some people are going to be more risk averse, some people are going to be less risk averse, you know, inside of that population. But what else is interesting is if you take a single person and look at their life, so more in more of a time series analysis now, so over time, his or her risk aversion is going to change. And more oftentimes than not, he or she is going to become more risk averse, not less risk averse. I mean, I can I can speak to this directly. I'm 37 and man, I am way more risk averse now than I was in my 20s. My early 20s, my mid 20s, my late 20s, my early 30s. I mean, I am so much more risk averse now. Specifically when it comes to investments, specifically when it comes to finance. I mean, I'm more risk averse in my overall life now too. You know, I don't have the invincibility of my 20s or my early 30s. I'm now like, wow, man, I'm 37. That's crazy. And now I've got two children. I mean, Penelope and Eli. You know, having them, it has brought about a level of risk aversion that I never thought when I was 25 that I would ever ever see or realize. And here I am, you know, living it out every single day. And it's not a bad thing. You know, it's not a bad thing at all. I, in fact, I think it's a, a very, very good thing and a healthy thing. I just want to make you guys aware that are in your 20s or 30s that this guy's probably coming for you too. And so everybody's not going to become more risk averse as time goes on. But I think most people will. And so be ready for that. But now, for those of you in your 50s and your 60s and your 70s, so here's a tip that I would suggest. And, you know, F-cubed is very much, I'm very much trying to speak to and target, you know, the general population and do so in a way to talk about, you know, basic financial stuff, like beginner financial stuff. Now, my work at Tasty Trade, I do we do very very advanced stuff where I'm trying to speak to a very specific niche of the marketplace talking about options, you know, and I don't really talk about futures, but we talk about futures as a network. And so, you know, F cubed and Tasty Trade share the common denominator of finance, but the way that I view them is very very differently. Well, today's discussion is targeted at all of you guys out there in your 50s and your 60s and your 70s, but it's going to overlap a little bit with some things I talk about on Tasty Trade all the time. And here's the reason why. If you are 50 or 60 or 70, and you are in capital preservation mode, more so than capital accumulation mode, you are probably pretty risk averse. Or at least your risk aversion, your degree of risk aversion has changed in the last 10 years, I'd be willing to bet that you've gotten more risk averse. That would be, I think, a pretty safe bet on my part. Now, of course, you know, there's going to be some outliers and some people are not going to necessarily, you know, fit into this general population. But I think that what we're saying here is going to cover most people. Well, if you have a portfolio of, you know, passive investments where you're just long, you know, the stock market or you're long Apple or you're long Netflix and all that kind of stuff, you have enjoyed an an 11 or 12 year period of profits and gains 
that we will not see again, I don't think, for my entire life, for the rest of my days and years and decades, I don't think we'll see a bull market like this one. That being said, here is a slam dunk way for you to take on less risk and still maintain your long bias and still, you know, play the market to the upside, which is the way that maybe you've chosen to play the market. You like the fact that, you know, the global economy, you know, is improving. You like the fact that the stock market goes up, you know, over a period of decade after decade. You know, that's certainly the case and should be the case when you start to factor in things like risk premiums and innovation and all these different things I don't want to talk about here today. Here's a slam dunk way for you to take on less risk and still keep all of that stuff. You need to learn what a covered call is. Now, I actually did a YouTube video on this. This was maybe a year ago or so. So check out my YouTube channel for F-Cubed. I did a video on this about how to set up a covered call. And of course, I've done this a number of times on Tasty Trade. So if you Google Tasty Trade from Theory to Practice, covered calls, you'll find some of my episodes on this idea there as well. But I don't really care which way or which source you use to figure this out. You need to learn about covered calls. Because what a covered call does is it can take your risk. So let's say that your risk level is 100% when you just own stock. By putting on a covered call, you are able to trim that risk by as much as you want to. 10%, 20%, 30%, or whatever. So you now have less risk. You now have only a fraction or three quarters of the risk you had with the long stock itself. So what do you get in exchange for that? Well, the reason why you are taking on less risk is because when you go to establish this covered call, when you sell the call or put on the short call portion of the covered call, what you're going to do is you're going to receive a credit. Someone is going to pay you for that portion of your trade. They may pay you a dollar. They may pay you $2. They may pay you $3. It all depends on the different dynamics of how much risk you want to take off. Well, guess what happens? If you own, you know, let's say you own SPY at 270 bucks a share. If you go in and sell a call for three bucks, you're still able to play the upside it all depends on where you situate that call, and I talk about that in that video on YouTube. So definitely give that guy a look if you haven't seen it yet. But if you get three bucks, guess what that does? That reduces your cost on that trade by that amount. So now, if you bought it at 270, it's like you bought it at 267. So if SPY goes down, you have literally built yourself in a safety net. You have built yourself in a nice little cushion to the downside. You still get to play the upside. You still get to remain bullish, which might be your bias. But you do so in kind of a diet Pepsi way that allows you to control and reduce your risk. And if you're a little bit later in life, you know, 50, 60, 70, and you're looking to preserve capital, not necessarily accumulate more capital, man, this strategy is tailor-made for you. Because what you're giving up is you're giving up the extreme upside. You're giving up all the gains beyond some level that you get to choose. But again, 
Your goal is not to accumulate a bunch more capital. Your goal is, hey, I've already accumulated, you know, five figures, six figures, seven figures, eight figures, nine figures, whatever it is. I mean, we're all in different situations. It doesn't matter. You've already accumulated a lot of capital. You want to preserve and save that capital. Here's one way to do it, man. And it speaks right to the fact that so many of you guys out there are more risk averse, which doesn't mean that risk doesn't have a place in your portfolio because I think it does more so than you might realize. But just speaking specifically to a very simple and easy way to use a product like options to not only control your risk, but maybe get your feet wet into this space. And yeah, man, I mean, if you don't want to do anything else with your portfolio, if you don't want to do anything else from an active management standpoint, you got to at least do this, man. You've got to at least consider a covered call. So that's it, man. That's all I got for you guys today. The podcast is complete. I really hope you guys have a great weekend. I will be back on Monday for something that I think is at least a little bit worthwhile from a motivational standpoint. And I will see you guys then. Hey guys, you're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. I am so humbled by your time and your attention. Man, it would mean the world to me if right now, if you texted one of your friends with a link to this podcast and you were just like, hey, check this guy out, give this guy a listen, you know, I think fitness, finance, faith, you know, it might help you out. Help me spread the message. Help me spread the word. Man, it would be phenomenal.